This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin, and you're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. In this episode, we're going to go to Gomba. We're going to the Gudang specifically, a quaint warehouse that houses sellers of vintage clothes and paraphernalia to check out any vintage. As the name suggests, and to fit into the theme of the space, they sell vintage goods too, with a direct focus on anime. Not just any anime though, but a very distinctive type. You'll learn more about that later on when I speak to its founder, Daniel Abdullah. But to give more context to our conversation, we went there to check out the space that he has carved out for himself alongside other vintage sellers. And indeed, while it may not be big in space, it's definitely big in character and personality. Daniel has made the place the headquarters for his business that started its initial life online before he expanded it to the streets outside the Gudang. Eventually, he managed to get a spot inside the Gudang and has been operating both online and in person there since I sat down together with him at his space to hear more about any vintage so my name is Daniel 27 years old uh, that's young <laughs> yeah I'm owner of uh, my own shop any vintage so specialize in selling anime stuff Japanese related collectible item so you don't necessarily focus on just vintage items but also brand new items but um, usually trending also but but mostly it must be anime centric right yeah of course, because uh, uh, I follow the trending request also by the customer. Uh, depends on what anime they follow, uh, and then some of them also like our age, uh, born in nineties, they want the old old anime series, the vintage vintage. Uh, I do supply also, uh, and of course everything is original Japan. So. Uh, help describe the items available here to our listeners because I think that there are a lot of collectible items that I find quite, um, I guess, unique and also slightly different. Um, not usually the kind of things that you would associate with um, a vintage store or vintage collection necessarily. Uh, so maybe yeah, you can help describe the items that you sell here. Right. Uh, me as the owner of any vintage, uh, actually my major merchandise is the shirts. As you, uh, the shirts here got a lot design, got a lot character, a lot brand, and also I do sell merchandise, small small merchandise like keychains, uh, rubber strap, and then uh, not only that, also I got for the music as to shirts, I got CDs, uh, CDs and also vinyls, and then uh, got the books also, illustration book, novel, manga, and for those who love to display. Interior display, I got a posters uh, and then also like large, large tapestry. And also for those who love to decorate their beds, I got blanket, <laughs> pillow, all the cute, cute design. <laughs> and they're all original items and they're all from Japan, right? Yeah, I guaranteed all uh, original items as I'm the main supplier in KL. Uh, for those who really don't know how to buy from Japan, so we are the main supplier here. Uh, what else? A lot of variety brand, uh, from the cheapest brand to the premium brand, mm, from the normal item to the selective item. Uh, what kind of anime do you do you have here? Because I think, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm showing my age here, but I think um, I grew up with a different kind of anime, but it seems to focus a lot more on, yeah, I'm not that familiar with the kind of animes that are available here. Um, and it seems to focus on more of the cute, cutesy, chibi, I mean, is that the right term? Chibi characters, right? All right, uh, I will explain it. Okay, uh, my shop, uh, specifically in a genre of 
we call Moi Moi. Uh, <laughs> it's more like girlish, cute, cute girl. Because uh, some of them, they don't understand like we selling like the normal anime, like the mainstream one. Uh, but we don't. Uh, we specific in underrated anime. Not anime also. We do sell the old, old uh, Japanese game also. Related merchandise. Hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, and don't forget, we also got the f- original Japanese fan-made merchandise, which is called Dojin. As Japanese, very s- appreciate on Dojin. She, their own handmade, fan-made stuff. Uh. Alright, and and these items are of course, um, because your shop is called Any Vintage. Um, they're all um pre-left items. They're all technically quote-unquote vintage items, but you also sell some brand new items as well, right? Yes, I do sell brand new items uh, because of the demands from the customer. Um, how do you get your items in? I mean, you said that you're, you're the main supplier here, uh, here in Malaysia. How did you get your items in? Um, I'm, I'm sure you have to import them, but um, how's the process? Like, you know, is it difficult? Alright, there's a two. Uh, I have my local supplier, uh, which is different states. They supply me on selected item. Uh, basically, f- uh, in bundle shirts and what else. And, and for merchandise, I do have my own agent from Japan. So they will supply me uh, anything that I want or by request of the customer. We haven't spoken about you. I'm sure you yourself are a fan of uh, anime as well. Um, is that how you perhaps gauge the, the scene, the market in terms of uh, what the customers want? All right. And... Because I'm uh, not really a boomer. <laughs> but I started late 2013. So I've been in that era of which the rise of the anime. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a one era, the rise of anime, which means uh, the popularity of the anime began at that time. So there's a lot of anime that I watch. So there's a lot of merchandise they produce. So you know, at that time... Uh, we don't know the context. We don't know how to get it. Uh, once I already treasure it, and then open the shop, and then I understand this customer they want it, so I'm spons- responsible to provide them to them. Uh, you yourself are a collector, right? Yes, I was a collector. I have my own uh, selection also, uh, but there's a specific anime I collect only. Uh, what's that process? I mean, I understand that okay, there is always that 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 feeling of wanting to, I guess, fulfill the, uh, what the customers want. But that means also having to be involved with them, right? As in, you have to engage, constantly engage with them and sort of like know and understand the market. I understand that apart from setting up your shop here, you also have to, uh, I guess, be part of the community online and uh, among the netizens, but also be involved in, in attending a lot of smaller events outside, right? Yeah, that's the important because uh, once you meet those customers, at the same time, they have the same interest as us. So we have to talk with them. We have to know each other, what they love, what they like, what they're interested to collect. So on that, we know uh, what we're going to supply to them. Uh, by the way, we're at the Gudang, which is a, is a shop that sells vintage items. In terms of the pricing, you know, it depends on how old the items are, whether they're still in good quality and whatnot, right? So for um, all the items that you sell, especially those that are not clothing items, you know, uh, how do you how do you gauge the the quote unquote the, the value of these items? Alright, uh, for my stuff, anime merchandise, it's actually in Japan are uh, very complicated to value as they're produced by different company, different brand, and then some of them are collaboration merchandise because Japan they're very wide market. For the normal one, is the public one, as they said in uh, online, they have their own retail price. Uh. The others, some of them, they love to release in limited amount. 
a limited amount and then the price will be high cost the item only released by pre-order stuff so once you don't get the pre-order it's bye-bye <laughs> so does that mean that you also have to anticipate the potential demand that will be available for i guess these items um based on based on based on i guess your observation of your own customers as well yes of course because some of the items are very very wanted as some of them also not for sale outside japan so once it's enter malaysia and then the customer demand, of course, they were going to cash it up. <laughs> so uh, let's go back to um, when you first started your business. Uh, I think when you first started, um, you told me earlier that you started um, just by the roadside, right? Selling items by the roadside. Uh, but at the same time, I'm sure you already uh, you had yeah, an online presence then as well, right? How important is it to have both, especially this day and age? You know, um, a lot of businesses also started um, their businesses uh, online and sometimes just stay there. But you still have... A physical presence uh, in the form of a shop uh, even though it's just a, a street shop right how important is it to um, have both um, especially in this day and age where I think to a certain extent you can actually survive online you know uh, without actually uh, having a physical presence alright uh, there's a lot actually you can join as a street vendor but for me it's very difficult because I'm selling a specific item uh, in Japanese there's, that is not all people uh, really interested of this thing. Uh, there's a specific only. So, my time back in 2000, 2018, yeah, 2018, I was a street vendor. So, it was struggle to catch up. There's a, there's a lot that I need to go here. I need to go here just because I want to promote my stuff. And not only that, I also do online. Yeah, but uh, of course, uh, as there's a risk to be a street vendor, as you know, uh, you have to face the weather. Yeah, it might be rain or not. Uh, and then what else? Sometimes uh, there's no customer. And then uh, there's a long journey actually. Uh, I've been several places. Uh, uh, from KL area, Selangor area, and I also do outside the states. And then once you know the these people that have their own connection, then you know how to get uh, your own shop. And I'm sure um, because your focus is so niche, uh, once you've found like-minded people, once you've found a customer base, they will, I assume, be quite loyal to you as well, right? Yeah, that's, that's my my main subject actually because uh, I want uh, to promote this stuff and I then I want to I want to make sure these things are well known to all people so um, based on your observation I mean like you said earlier you're not that old but I mean but you're relatively a bit I guess uh, quite senior in the industry um, based on your observation of the scene um, how far it has grown because I think um, we have a lot of anime events these days right and you know I, I think every other weekend there will always be one anime convention after the other and it's pretty popular you know people are into cosplaying these days um Whenever there's an anime convention, it'll always be filled up with a lot of people. So, uh, based on your personal experience um, observing the trend, um, how much and how far it has grown, uh, especially here in Malaysia? Right. It was rapidly grown because <laughs> I was starting into the scene by 2013 and I was a cosplayer and then I've been several events and I already seen this kind of uh event how the progress happening from by time to time and then how the generation involved in this thing and then lately i can see it already blooming uh and it was publicly uh normalized by yeah everyone 
Mm. As there's a lot of event happening in KL, also you can say every week gonna happen. <laughs> But despite that, you still um, focus uh, heavily on a very niche Japanese anime, right? Um, genre. Um, did you feel that maybe it's time to also expand as well to accommodate f- for the I guess various uh, customer base, or do you f- do you feel like it's still a niche that you want to focus on for now? Alright, it's hard to say because I'm still stick to my niche genre, but Yeah, once you enter the event and you meet with those new generation, you have to be upgrade something new. Yeah, not only just to focus your uh, my own underrated stuff, but you have to open minded to show them those new generation. This anime is a very wide. Um, in terms of I guess the kind of vintage items that you sell here, um, is there a difference in terms of uh, how people approach it uh, from I guess from maybe a seller point of view to perhaps the buyer's point of view uh, between your shop and your peers here because I think yeah we have a lot of different vendors here that sell a lot of different items or rather more conventional uh, vintage items uh, in terms of the approach is it similar or do you notice that perhaps you know when it comes to your items uh, specifically the approach is slightly different you know in terms of how people value things and you know in terms of what what's hot and what's not Right, I'm mainly active in Facebook. I have my own page. So, of course, uh, all the people follow my Facebook page is the one that really into these scenes, into these things. But for my shops, uh, it depends on the pass-by customer. Some of them like, okay, it's nothing normal. <laughs> some of them like, oh my God, what's this, bro? <laughs> all right. Some of them, uh, I really appreciate some of them. They're like accidentally found. Oh my god! It's an anime shop. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So I'm very proud. Uh, even though my shop really not really uh, well known, uh, I placed my shop in the underground state. Uh, but I don't mind, cause uh, what I expecting people if they want to be a collector, they want to thrifting, you have to treasure your own set. That was Daniel Abdullah, founder and owner of Any Vintage, seller of anime theme vintage goods. We're going to make way for some messages. More after this. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin. Joining me on the show today is Daniel Abdullah. He runs Any Vintage, a vintage store that sells anime merchandise. Any Vintage has a strong presence online, but they also have a physical space in the Gudang Gomba. I was there to check out the spot and speak to Daniel. Picking up where we left off, I asked how Daniel managed to get a lot in the Gudang as he initially started out on the streets outside the Gudang. Right, it's actually... Uh, the progress. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of work that time. Uh, from here to here to here, and then I've been known these people, the connection. You know these people, and then they introduce you this play, and you introduce this this. Uh, and then why not? You need to upgrade by that time. Yeah, dia bermaksud anda perlu mencari satu kemajuan dalam diri sendiri. You 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 are all under the same umbrella, but you sell different types of things. Um, what did you learn from them? You know, was there any anything valuable that you learned from from your peers here? Right. What I what I have learned from them is, you have to be communicate each other. Yeah, cause it's, of course you are into one scenes, but 
you need to communicate you need to cooperate to them so you can expand your your scene your stuff or what else so people will know about you yeah. on top of that you also still have to balance uh, between having that physical presence and also your online presence right so you've been here since 2019 um, in terms of your exposure um, do you still get a lot more new customers here or do people still discover you online yeah by uh, since 2019 until now I got a lot uh, good expectation from the customer, even though I'm I have my own shop. But I do always join events, so I got the customers and then friends also from the event. So from that, they know my my base, uh, my headquarters. Right. So so um, would you prefer them to to I guess come here, or are you comfortable with Jeff's you know conducting your business online for those who perhaps you know can't make it here? Uh, for me, online is normal because on, online, uh, like the social media, you can go further. You're promoting your business or else. But at the same time, I I prefer customer to come my shop. So because you can meet face to face, you can talk each other, you can know each other, what do what they like, what we like. So that's good actually. That's also an opportunity for you to further your interest together, right? Yeah, and not just you know uh, make it very transactional between between a customer and a seller, right? Because at the end of the day, it's also about about I guess bonding to a certain extent, right? To getting to know your your customer. You know, we cannot not talk about the pandemic. Um, because you started your business in 2019, obviously, of course, I think the past two three years we've had to go through the pandemic. How did that impact your business? Okay, I remember by time 2020, yeah, it was so struggle. <laughs> uh, as you know, ev- everything is closed. Even my supplier also closed as you, and the shipping is all stocks. And what to do? Uh, luckily, uh, I have my own, yeah, I, I have my own stuff that's still available to sell. So at that time, you need to struggle to sell it. Uh, online was the major source that you want to sell and then you want to buy, you want to get your stuff from the others. And then I remember also that time, uh, you know, when PKP and MCO, you can't cross the border, right? You can cross the state, right? So it's hard for me to get in touch with my suppliers. <laughs> so postage was the main service and I need to face all the people and a long queue. Uh, it was struggle, but... Thank God, uh, I was survived uh, until now. Mm. Logistically, things were a bit more difficult, but in terms of the demand, you were still there. Right, the demand is still continue. There's no obstruction. But I don't know why. I realized when back in MCO, uh, the demand is more higher. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to ask you that. I think, yeah, to a certain extent, a lot of hobbies grew um, during the pandemic, right? Because of the fact that I think a lot of people had to stay at home. So that, there was an increase in demand um, during the pandemic, I assume. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it was like people panic buying. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I got a lot of customer contact me like, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, sure, but I can't help much because what I got is what available here to sell. Um, and now that I guess things have opened up again, um, is the demand still as high or has it gone down a bit? Uh, currently high and it was white. Uh, broadened by different genre because uh, I meet a lot of people already like they want this kind of specific stuff they, they want this kind of specific thing so I need to catch up in terms of the types of items that you sell here what's the most popular one uh, for the collectors out there? 
All right. Well, the most popular is the T-shirt. Yeah, T-shirt cause uh, T-shirt is kind of uh, limited to get it. And then uh, what else? Uh, those are from Japan, of course. And then every month, I will do my live in Facebook Live. So my Facebook Live will focus only for new stock shirts only. So basically, like I will do... 50-60 pieces that's a lot bro uh, my, uh, three hours life like that so uh, in my life there's a lot of regular only uh, I know of this regular some of them my friends so you know that they are panic buying <laughs> they want the shirt like uh, you can what is it called <laughs> speaking of that um, do you ever I mean considering that the kind of items that you sell here do you ever have to deal with you know scalpers or people who perhaps you know resell your items at a higher price uh, is that something that's also a worry to you if it does happen alright uh, it once happens to me uh, but it doesn't bother me because I'm selling uh, luckily lah my customer always the collectors uh, there's no such scalper people there's a few but I don't mind lah if you want to sell higher because I'm selling a friendly price to my customer so uh, I hope everyone can afford it everyone can buy it there's no hypocrisy uh, so my price is friendly yeah. friendly and competitive yeah. and affordable to collectors out there Yep, cause I, yeah, of course I, I am anti scalper. Yeah, these kind of people really, uh, market. <laughs> but it's common here, right? Sometimes in the market, uh, it's common here and it's it's common in the scene, right? For for scalping to happen. Yeah, it's common. Uh, sometimes they don't even want to argue about this. Uh, but you know lah. Uh, once there's there's a one thing. If it's highly demand, it's up to you. You want to sell it higher. Or you want to sell it uh, okay, okay, je. Ah. Right. So um, you've been doing this for quite a while and you, you, you're doing this full-time. Uh, what's next for you? Um, considering how how vibrant the scene uh, still is, um, does that mean that you know you expect it to grow much bigger in the future? Yes, of course. Uh, because uh, my genre is specifically to this this old generation, as you can say, is revivalization. Yeah, because this gener- generation by that time, the early 20s, they can't get this stuff. They don't know how to get it. You know, like internet at that time, like, what do So, once they know me, uh, these people will come to me and they get their old memorabilia, childhood stuff. Uh. Does that mean that the demographic, uh, your customer demographic is also slightly on the older side or like are they quite relatively quite young as well? Uh, it's actually... Young also got, old also got. Because the young also like uh, middle 20s, uh, they are into this old genre. Yeah, so I appreciate them. Okay. Um, so hopes for the future, uh, Daniel? Alright, my hoping is uh, to make the anime scene more brighter. Jangan uh, rosakkan. And then if anyone want to meet me, you can come to my shop. You can follow my Facebook page. Ani Vintage A-N-I-V-I-N-T-E-J I got a lot of stuff so if you really want to find anything that you want I can help you and then other else uh, there's a lot of seller like me also but uh, there's a lot of different genre uh, some of them are figure seller t-shirt seller 
And then why not if you go to support them? Ah, uh, cause they are your childhood. Sailor. <laughs> and maybe you can also talk about the place here, your HQ that you said earlier is located in the Gudang, ah, uh, which is like a place for a lot of vintage sellers, vintage collectors here, ah, uh, in Gombak, right? Alright. Ah, uh, this place located at Gombak. Ah, uh, also other name they call the Gudang. Uh, it's beside the dine-in restaurant called Kantin. So it open uh, evening until night, until late also, 1am, 2pm. So our place uh, actually was an abandoned warehouse, but we all rise it up to become a public place for the tourists also. Why not? Because uh, some of them far from other state, they're coming here to dine-in, to shopping. And we all here have a lot of stuff that you can shop. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and that was Daniel Abdullah, founder of Any Vintage, a vintage anime-focused merchandise store located in the Gudang, Gomba, and we've been talking about his shop and the anime scene here. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store, and you can also find this podcast and many others on Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Anif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.